Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here we are, pal. John Vilma on the line in the Orion Fuels and Downstairs Convenience Stores guest line. Truly steps beyond convenience. John, are you dialed into the NBA Finals? Have you been watching the games? I have been watching the games. Uh, it's been uh, good basketball, even though it's a 3 nothing series. Well, it's interesting that you say that because, you know, like I'm a little bit concerned about what's going to happen in a couple years from now if the Warriors just continue to run roughshod. I mean, 16-0 and in the playoffs, incredibly dominant team. Like, I'm wondering if it's a good thing for the league to have a team that is so dominant. What do you make of that? Well, I look back to when LeBron came to the Heat, and that was going to be the big three, and, and they were supposed to be dominant for years to come, and we were all excited down here. So I, I think that because it's not our city, we're now saying, oh, well, they're this dominant team, and what's going to happen? And no, there's no competition, but when it happens to a city, everyone's excited. All the fans are excited. All the, the sports writers, everybody was excited about when that happened. You just never know what's going to go on two, three years from now, because we all thought Wade in his prime, LeBron in his prime, Bosch in his prime, easily four titles back to back to back to back to back. They didn't even win it their first year. And then injuries happen, things happen, and that team is dismantled. So the Warriors right now look great, and they win this year. They should win this year. That's great for them. If they win next year, great for them. But you don't know what's going to happen two, three, four, five years from now. Injuries could happen. Team could get dismantled. And, you know, John, to, to bring it to a, a football analogy, you know, our girl Amber the other day, who's not here today, uh, she made the argument that, hey, it's not bad in the NFL when the New England Patriots, you know, they've been a, a dominant team every year for going on, say, about 15 years now. And, and I make the counter argument there where, yeah, but in football, it's a one-game series, okay? Literally anything can happen in the NFL. I mean, matter of fact, the best Patriots team ended up losing in the Super Bowl, basketball, almost always the best team wins a seven-game series. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that and the, and the Patriots never stockpile talent the way that the Warriors have stockpiled talent. Um, you don't hear, uh, like you said, their best team with the Randy Mosses of the world, they didn't win the Super Bowl. And you don't hear consistently year in, year out, uh, of two or three major superstars going to New England and then they, them going on to win championships. So I, I think it's... Definitely different, um, but again, I, I don't see anything wrong with the superstars saying they want to get together with other superstars and they want to win championships for three, four years. Because Romberg, you know how it is. When you play and you compete that hard and put your body through that much stress, you want to win. That's it. You want to win. So I'm going to find the best way possible that gives me the best eyes and the best chances to win. And if that means leaving a team to go to a better team to win a championship then I'm going to do it. And especially in that small window of opportunity, and now in football with guys retiring only after a couple of years of service and the whole concussion thing, I imagine in basketball that window looks a little bit smaller as well because it will transfer over in other sports, and guys are going to try to capitalize not only on getting money, the way that things are going right now in basketball and TV rights and all that other stuff, but but in the opportunity to win a championship and, and in seeing how dominant right now 
by guys opting out of contracts and transferring to different teams and trying to get those killer paychecks, you see how dominant the league could possibly be because that's what the big struggle is right now talking with NBA And think about this. LeBron James was complaining, visibly upset midseason. And everyone's saying, why is he complaining, et cetera, et cetera. They're not bringing in the guys that he needs. It was for this reason. This is what he was thinking about because he understands he already has his big three, if, if you want to call him a big three. Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving, and him, and they're playing out of their minds. They played a tremendous game, yet they didn't have the, the depth to go ahead and compete with the, with the Warriors, which is why they're losing. So you can, I can see why he's upset because, as you just said, Robert, the window is small for him. He only has, let's say, two more, three more years, and, and then he's out of his prime, and all of a sudden you're looking at the what-ifs and the would-ifs and the could-ifs. First off, I want to give you a little bit of a congratulations as well. Not too many people know this, but number one, Board of Trustees, University of Miami. Whoa. Not too many cats <laughs> I know are on the Board of Trustees Whoa. at the University of Miami. And on top of that, I think you piggybacked it with like a week later by getting inducted into the, the New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame. Whoa, that's a big week. It, it, it's, been, it's, it's been a pretty good year so far. I've, I've been very, very, uh, I've been very humbled. Very humbled and, and very blessed. It's been a good year so far. John, so, oh, I'm sorry. No, Rick. No, go ahead. John, why doesn't it happen in the NFL where, like, why don't dudes get together in the offseason? Why doesn't A.J. Green and Julio Jones get together in the offseason? Hey, man, let's go play together and let's dominate and let's win some Super Bowls. Like, why doesn't it happen in the NFL the way it does in the NBA? Well, because the way the contracts are structured, um, if, if we had – we, we don't carry as much, to be quite honest, and Romberg knows this, we just don't carry as much leverage um, per player as the NBA players do. So, you know, maybe if uh, the only people that I could see getting together would be the quarterbacks and, and then the, the superstar wide receivers, and that's really about it. You know, if you take a running back that says, hey, I'm going to get with this old lineman from Green Bay, I'm a running back from Pittsburgh, and, you know, we're going to figure out how to get together – now they're going to say running backs come a dime a dozen right now. If you don't want to be here, we'll let you go, and we'll get somebody else to be here. And, you know, unfortunately, we just don't carry the leverage that a Kevin Durant carries, that a Steph Curry carries. I mean, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, they carry that leverage. Um, so maybe it's on, on them to demand that they want uh, an A.J. Green, as you said, and try to recruit and bring them in. But, you know, it's hard. They're, they – they have different clauses in their contracts, you know, with the no trade clause and, and things of that nature. We don't have those types of uh, nego that negotiating power within our contracts. We've all seen the locker room ego, you and I, going up and, and playing ball and, and seeing guys that might not have had a good season the year before, and then all of a sudden next season they blow up and they start feeling themselves, and all of a sudden it's a look at me, I want the ball. Usually it's the wide receivers. I'm, I'm not going to throw anything on, on the defensive side of the football, maybe uh, maybe a corner or something like that, but, but usually it's a wide receiver, and, and I'm trying to correlate this with basketball. Clay Thompson always talked about as a guy that might leave very popular player very good at what he does can build a team around him do you see that in a couple of years this fairy tale of the warriors of the greatest basketball team assembled uh do you see this thing breaking up yeah like it's easy now john when everyone's doing the winning but maybe you know there, there's one little bump in the road and you know who knows maybe dude wants to go and you know get more touches you know well how many more touches does he want i mean he <laughs> he gets he he's a if there are three players that have a green light on the Warriors team, it's Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson. When we've seen Klay Thompson go ice cold and, and go two for ten, play great defense, so have a good game, and no one says anything, and then he can go right back and then shoot another 
15, 16 shots the next game and get, give you 20 points in a quarter. So, I mean, he has the green light. So, if he wants more, I, I mean, I, I can only see it being greed if he wanted more of the, the spotlight or, or building a team around him. But, you know, as I said, if, if I'm in his shoes and I can't really speak for him, but if it were me, I would be right there. I'd be very happy because we're winning a lot, a lot of games, winning a lot, a lot of championships. Now, if something changes that dynamic, whether it's the front office changes that dynamic, Kevin Durant leaves, Steph Curry leaves, something, something along those lines happens, then I would consider what my other options are. Was Steph Curry simulating pooping on the floor after the Durant shot? <laughs> Hell yeah, he was. <laughs> He was dookieing on them fools, wasn't he, JV? Hey, well, it's three nothing. You bringing out the brooms pretty soon, so that's what he's doing. There's no, trust me, man. There's no doubt in my mind that he was squatting, dookieing on them fools at the. You court. know, this is what I'll say about Steph Curry. He he's a tremendous player, very very quiet, but he is secretly a jerk. Oh yeah, I, I, his he is secretly a jerk. I've seen his body language, his demeanor. I mean, he is secretly it's that baby one of those face, man. He's got that face. It's, that's what fools everybody. That is what's fooling everybody. He is a jerk. And I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, John Vilma <laughs> with us here uh, on the Ryan Fields guest line. Tell me, tell me real quick. We've, we've been talking about, uh, I had a condition a couple years ago. Uh, I had gout. I had gout in my right knee. It was really terrible. You ever have gout? No, thank God. Man, that rich I've man's disease. It. You've never had that? You All never, them. You never no. had the rich man's disease? Never? <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. No, uh, sir. I'm still grinding, man. I'm, I'm about to go work out in about 30 minutes. Okay, what self plug. The, I, got, I see you. Have you ever had uh, an injury or a condition like that? That's like, man, how the hell did I get that? Because there's, John, there's, like, like, gout sounds like something that, like, fat, disgusting people get. I'm not fat and disgusting. I shouldn't have gout. Are you sure? I Well, yeah, yeah, maybe. That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you may not be fat and disgusting. You could be fat. Or discuss yeah, I don't know. Just, just throwing it out there. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, no, fortunately, I, I never had that. I had, uh, I did have a few major knee surgeries, and you know, fortunately, since since I've retired, I haven't had um, any any really complications. My knees feel good. Um, at the same time, though, I take care of my body, and I, I think exercise not it doesn't cure everything, but it certainly helps a lot with some of the aches and pains. If you continue to exercise, exercise your body, exercise your mind. I mean, Romberg, you had staff once, right? Yeah, man. I oh, uh, I never so forget. Bad. I was playing against the Cowboys, and I got right in the middle of the game. My knee started getting like really, really tight, and it was hot as hell. JV, and we go in at halftime, and, and the doctor looks at it, and he's like, "Oof, what do you want to do?" And I said, "Man, I, I don't know. Off. Like, what do you, what Amputate. am I going to do?" And then I get back yeah. out, and I'm going against Leroy Glover, and Leroy like hits my knee, and all of a sudden I look down, and it's like my leg is oozing blood and pus, you name it. And I had a choice. I had yeah, to stay see, in the exercise hospital. Exercise doesn't help that. No. Yeah, exercise doesn't help that. No, no. you can't. So you but never had. How did you get the staff in the first place? I think it was like a little pimple that got infected or something along those lines, man. It was right around the time that they started doing the okay. Now every week we got to go ahead and get in there with the cleaning service and clean oh. all the mats. Yeah, you know, it was yeah. like, it was like you know, probably I, like I my a, second year. Yeah, I had a few teammates that had that. Well, not few, two, two that ended up getting staff from. You know, like you said, it was like a razor bump. And it somehow got infected in the locker room, yeah. and God knows what happened. And yeah, you're right. After that, it was like every every week we had the the big cleaning crew coming in and disinfecting everything, and we couldn't be into it. we couldn't be in the locker room 
while they were there so that they can just clean everything out and disinfect it. Like you guys had Charles Bentley over there, and I asked you, I remember asking you about who's like probably the toughest old lineman you've gone against. Uh, in particular, I think it was the center position. You said Charles Bentley was just absolutely sick, and that's another guy that had a massive knee surgery and, and had just a bunch of issues with his knee post-surgery. Wow, this this this, this conversation yeah. really turned to the gross. I mean, didn't it, huh? Yeah. Well, you introduced gout. Well, to you, the you started it with the gout, yeah, and then man. you say you're not fat and disgusting, yeah. all this stuff. So. And then he told you you were disgusting. Yeah. So oh, he just, said it's possible. <laughs> he said maybe. I, I implied. Yeah. I implied. He said maybe. Uh, John, always good talking to you, man, and congrats on uh, the really cool honors that you've gotten recently. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Romberg, I'll talk to you, bro. Yeah, man. All right, that's John Vilma. See you, John. That's John Vilma right there. Uh, he's into the NBA playoffs, man. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.